Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is not to be taken seriously. This is not to be heard as opinion. It is to be heard as poetry. It's obvious that I'm on the educated level of about a 10th grader in high school. It's obvious that these words were not thought out or even reread. This writing style is what I like to call through the perspective of a 10th grader. His or her attempt at showing that no matter what level of intelligence one is on, we all question love and lack of love and fear of love. And it's good to question authority and to fight it just to make things a bit less boring, but I've always reverted back to the conclusion that man is not redeemable. And words that don't necessarily have their expecting meaning can be used descriptively in a sentence as art. True English is so boring, and this little pit stop that we call life, that we so seriously worry about, is nothing but a small, over-the-weekend jail sentence compared to what will come with death. Life isn't nearly as sacred as the appreciation of passion. That's the Kurt Cobain Journals. Welcome to Porch Talk. We're going to start the show off with I Can't Wait by Star and Massey. Then it is on to Harrison, Levi, myself, and the audience to have a serpentine draft on villains. Let's go. I had you on the telephone Said you won't be coming home Heard you had to leave the state Said you won't be back someday Well now I can't wait No, I think you should stay
Welcome you to uh, another. You know where that's from? You know where Welcome You is from? Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon project. That's how he introduces it. That's why I introduce the show like that every time. Did you know that, Harrison? Probably not. Idiot. I did not. Do you like Kid Cudi? Do I like Kid Cudi? Yeah. I mean, he's alright. I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, but I'm not just going to turn down some Pacific happiness when it comes on. I appreciate that. Welcome you to another episode of Ports Talk by Phone Lines. And today we are doing the villain draft. I've got Dirty Harry over here, Harrison, and uh, above me, but probably to the left or to the right of me, is Levi, um, the author and solicitor of the rules. So, if he will, give them to us. So what we're doing is the top five movie villains of all time. Um, what we're doing is a draft, so we're going to try to uh, build our best team, our best starting five of villains that we can come up with. Um, uh, some teams work better just based off of talent. Some teams work better based on uh, strengths and weaknesses and, you know, the the whole is better than the sum of the parts or whatever. So however you want to build your team is up to you. We have also uh, requested villains from the audience, and we've gotten some pretty good response out of that. Um, some surprise picks, one runaway uh, favorite, and um, we'll see how that goes. But the order, uh, one rule is that um, if you pick... If a villain appears in more than one movie, you have to state the movie that you're picking him from, him or her. And once that happens, you can't pick the villain from any other movie that they might appear in. So, like, say, Dr. Evil, I guess. Okay. Um, or Joker. In all, or Joker, right? And multiple people have played the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, all good Jokers. You can only pick one. And you have to specify which one it is. Um, Pennywise the Clown has been played by two different actors. You have to specify which, and then uh, the next person or any other person cannot pick that character. All right. I know it hurt you to say uh, all jokers were good. That was very nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so the order of the draft is going to go age before beauty. Uh, so it's going to go Harrison, uh, the audience, um, Alan, and then Levi. So, and then I'm it being a circuit draft, huh? I'm noticed. Not, yeah, but I'm the most beautiful. So you got me there. Splitting hairs, I guess. Yeah. Um, so then it being Serpentine Draft, I'll pick twice, it'll go back, Harrison will pick twice. It'll Question. Yeah. Just about, like, um, you know, you were laying out the original form of the draft. What is the point of this team of five that we're building? What, what are you trying to accomplish? So you're trying to take over the world, I suppose, would be um, the goal. Um, but in this particular one, you're trying to pick... Uh, just the best ones, I guess. So we're going to, after we make all of our five picks, the audience, Harrison, you and me, um, we'll, we'll put up a graphic on the Porsche Talk page, we'll put it on Twitter, we'll put it on Snapchat, whatever, and uh, people will vote and say uh, which which team was the best or, or whatever. Oh, okay. Let's mm-hmm. roll. Yep. Starting so off... Starting off, Harrison, number one, who's the number one pick in the 2020 Best Villains of All Time draft? Um, I've got a couple good ones, but for my number one, I'm going to have to go with uh, the popular pick. It's a little low down. Hurts me a little bit, but it's still a good pick. I'm going to have to go with uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, the Dark Knight. Okay. Yep. Strong. I know he was... He was probably the uh, Joe Burrow of this class, or like the LeBron 2003 of this class. It's like, I mean, you take him number one, there's other people that you could argue like might be good, but he's 
he's the number one. So maybe speak a little bit about his pluses and minuses there, uh, Harrison. Ooh, I can't prepare. I actually wrote, wrote some stuff down. Let's see. Okay, so the, the biggest thing for me about his Joker character is just the anarchy, like the calculated anarchy. It's just, it's different from just wanting, him just wanting to, you know, do, you know, do bad for revenge or, you know, do bad for um, the sake of achieving something. It was more, more so just, uh, it was enjoyment, like, uh, like a sadist kind of deal. He says, you know, he just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got on a uh, hospital scene, you know, he's walking away. Um, I think the thing that Harrison said best was calculated anarchy, which those two words don't belong together. But when referencing the Joker, it works perfectly, mm-hmm. especially that that Joker. I, I think, like, the most beautiful thing about that, and it's going to come up again, is, like, he's not someone that can be bought by anything. You can't buy him with money. You can't buy him with... It doesn't matter. Because he has his mind made up on what he wants. All he wants is something that you can't give him by doing anything, like, other than just being in his way. Right. So... He wants he wants every structure that's in place to be torn down and like that's not like you can't negotiate with that. It's like what do you want? I, I don't want anything from you. I don't want anything. I, yeah. Yeah. Sidebar here. What if I would have uh, completely like thrown that pig and been like Jared Leto, Suicide Squad? Oh, <laughs> well, that probably would have been that would have been the end of the show and uh. It'd have been... <laughs> yeah. It'd... 12 minutes. That's like, not a, no one gets to it. No one used it. That would, that would be a true Joker move, honestly. That, it, that would be. That would be. But you couldn't do it. Like, that, that Joker's uh, terrible. Sorry. Um, oh. Pick number two. We have any guesses on who the audience selected as their... So their number one in overwhelming uh, fashion was the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Um, that was almost 50% of the total vote was um, the Heath Ledger Joker. That's Actually, nice. more than 50%. Um, number two, any guesses? Hmm. I'm going to go Reed, Thanos. Can you read who all the listed villains were in the poll again? Um, yeah, and there was a bunch of write-ins. Okay. So there was Joker, uh, Derek from Step Brothers, Anton Sugar, uh, Pennywise, and... Um, Thanos. Thanos, yeah, I think so. That's um, going to be what I guess. Yeah, me too. I'm going to play the demographic game. A lot of kids on the interwebs. They're the ones um, doing the book. Number two was Derek from Step <laughs> Really? Know your yeah. audience. So the yeah. second overall pick in the draft Last goes to Derek um, from Step Brothers, which I will say is a great movie villain. Um, underrated because you don't really think of it like that. Like that has to go through this huge adverse like deal or whatever along the way. And but Derek just represents so many of the things that you want to hate. So I like that pick from the audience. Derek in our family. Absolutely, I am the Derek in our family. Oh. Um, wow. You have uh, one of my favorite things about him. Even if you hated him, you know you had to. You had to like the guy for his pipes. So, mm-hmm. that being said, if you're the Derek of your family, I you respect him. Little joke too. Well, yeah. I respect that he hasn't had a carb since 04. <laughs> Look at these abs. Dude, that was such, such a funny scene. He set out all these things up with keels. <laughs> cool. Um... Pick number three, Derek, number one by the audience. Good pick, audience. Um, number three overall pick goes to Alan. I'm surprised that you put me before you because we both wanted the same man. But mm-hmm. I changed my man. I changed my mind. No. About who I wanted first. I 
Okay. But then you get the double pick, so. Uh, but I went oh, with uh, Hans Landa from uh, Inglorious Bastards. That is a great pick. Um, Stellar Investigator. Um, once again, it goes back to the kind of the same thing. He can be bought, but he's not viable until the end when it comes to his freedom. And he doesn't get it, but uh, mm-hmm. pity for you coming across uh, Brad Pitt's guys. But <laughs> but um, the dude was insanely smart. Like, you could not trick him. And that's, that's, all, that's all I'll say. Until I saw... Um... This next movie that I'm going to talk about, he was my favorite villain just because of how like psychological he was and how calculated he was with everybody, which it's like right. sort of the inverse of, uh, maybe not the inverse, but one way the inverse of the Joker where that was calculated anarchy. Hans Lando was like calculated um, Intellect. structure, like yeah, intellectual stuff. Where he was like, everything has to go according to this. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm gonna break down why you're lying to me about that. And he he was a nut. And then he also like he would walk into a room and have something figured out, and then he would torture you with making you guess like whether he knew or not. And he did. And he did. <laughs> he just wanted to see what you said. Mm-hmm. And that and that's why I went with him number one. Like he would be my leader of the folk. Yeah. Um. Number four, my pick, which is my first pick for me. I'm gonna go with Anton Chigurh, my man, with the air vacuum gun, whatever that he just messes fools up with. Another person who liked the Joker and like um, Hans Landa, like, can't be swayed from what they want to do. So Anton is very singularly focused. He has a job to do. If he wants to go do it, he'll do it in the most ruthless way possible. Um, such a cool accent, too. And he's just menacing the whole time. And scary. Like, um, he almost single-handedly makes that movie a horror movie instead of... Uh, what it is, which is like a crime thriller. Uh, Anton Sugar, genre-defining, genre-breaking, uh, best supporting actor, uh, Javier Bardem. My number one favorite villain ever. Um, number two for me, which is number five pick overall, um, I'm going to go with uh, someone who I thought was very cool since I was like five years old. Um, and didn't always think of him as a villain, even though he very much is. Uh, I'm going to go with Darth Vader. Wow. Darth Vader is the coolest, coolest man of all time. Okay. But let me ask you this. Like uh, with Star Wars, and I'm sure it'll probably come up again. Do you think that he's like a true villain? Yeah. You do? I do, so, like, I do think he's a pawn in some ways, for sure. I thought he was um, always a pawn, because I, I thought, like, deep down, like, Vader was still Anakin, and, like, he was going to rise out of that one day if given enough time. But it depends on how you watch the movies. So, like, initially, as they come out, he's the big bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the third movie that comes out in the 82 or whatever... Um, it's revealed that like the emperor is kind of pulling the strings behind them and you know, yada, yada, yada. I can yeah. talk about this for hours, but the, the fear and like command that Vader had over whatever room he walked into, like if he didn't like, well, I mean, don't forget like he's the most powerful, like there was prophecy yes. written about him. Yes. <laughs> like, so for, and then he ends up killing the emperor in the end anyway, which makes you think like. Yeah. A, he had to decide like that he was going to go along with what the emperor said, and B, like he could have just overthrown him at any point if he wanted to. Yeah. So. Well, I think, and I think that's why, like, I wouldn't have him on my team. It's like, uh, it's always selfish desire for him. It doesn't seem like he has any ambition. That's true. Well, I mean, so 
he fits in with my team so far because I have Anton Shakur who just wants to do a job, and Darth Vader can be the leader of him and say, like, this is what we're going to do. Uh, and Darth Vader's desire might be to rule the galaxy, yada, yada, yada. And Anton will go mess people up along the way for him. So, um, as someone who's not really proficient in Star Wars, um, go ahead and give me the rundown. What's up with the voice, the mask? Uh, so that was the only way you could survive. Yeah, he got he got in a fight with his uh, master, best friend slash master slash guy who taught him everything he knows, mm-hmm. and he tried to um, chop him, and his master chopped his legs off, and he almost burned in a volcano, pretty much. Yeah. So the evil emperor rescued rescued him by like basically making him into a robot. Did he inflict like a gnarly throat chop on the way down? Because. No. Stop. He got his legs cut off, and then he just like kind of fell there and cried, and almost died. Mm. Before he was Darth Vader, the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, coolest villain scene. I would put that like probably coolest villain scene ever. Okay, I'd agree. Pick number two for Alan. Pick number six overall. So I'm going with I need Sheer Wheel. I need Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Ooh. That's a good pick. Dominance. And I don't think I need to go any more in depth than that. That's all I need to say. Alright, audience. Um So you went with Sauron? Yes. The all seeing eye. I'm talking about the dude with the ring or without the ring. It don't matter. Just just the fear his name invokes, it's like it's just the same thing like with some movies and I'm sure we'll get there, it's like um the guy is so powerful and wicked that you don't even say his name. Like it, it's not even right for you to say his name. Audience's second pick. So they went with Derek number one, Joker's off the board, Anton's off the board. Audience's second pick is Thanos. <laughs> I knew it would be out there. Look, and so I can't ask the audience about this, but like, are we going to talk about like his motive from the comic book or his motive from the movie? Like, which Thanos? I want to know how his motive fits in with Derek being on his team. Just Thanos and Derek yeah. hamming it up. Audiences. Yeah. Does Thanos have a good singing voice? You think? What is uh? What's the deep one? Is that like uh? Is that that's a soprano. A that's a bass. Yeah. I'd imagine uh, get five magical stones and you know not get to sing a little bit. He's as probably well. probably right. He probably sounds like uh Isaac Hayes or or uh Barry White. I see him as like the R. Kelly type. Just, yeah. In which way? Except, in, in every you way. You know, like, he killed a young girl yeah. the other way around. Yeah. So. Um, okay, Harrison's second and third picks. So it would have been really tight if Thanos and the guy from No Country from Old Men ended up together. Because at both times it would have been a 50% chance. Just saying. That is cool. Hey, two faces on the board, too. Okay. Uh, My second one is going to be Kevin Wendell Split. Ooh. That's a good pick. That's a value pick right there. That's good. That's good. For sure. So, what I liked about his character is that I feel like it's something not a lot of um, horror films have like dove into. Uh, it's it's you know simply centered around um, you know the psychology of his mind, his dissociative identity disorder. Um, you know, 21 identities. It's, you know, it's a couple more than I have on a good day. Uh, and come together to make the horde. You know, then he gets this identity with the horde. He has like superhuman strength. Um, you know, he's 
falling all over, climbing up walls, all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's just, and it's hard to put him in any one category unless you're specifically talking about individual personalities because he exhibits so much, you know. It's just, he was written really well. And uh, that's, a, that's a big one for me. Well, yeah, you're getting a, it's not like a, two-in-one or a three-in-one pick. That's a 21-in-one pick. Um, You got a lot for your book right there. Yeah, Yeah, it's really interesting. Phone's running low, so I gotta get some juice over here. Do what you gotta do. That was a heck of a pick, Harrison. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with that. Like, how it didn't come out in round one? Like, I feel like you've done that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I had to, uh, had to take the popular pick. Before I thought I had a good second pick, and he just crapped all over that. Yeah. yeah, but another thing I think is really interesting about his character is that, um, you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll watch a horror movie, and you get done with it, and you know that you're not really thinking about the movie um as a whole or you know what it really got into but this is different you know it's not a ghost story or anything like that this is just you know the development of something that an actual condition and uh you know and it puts like a comic book flair on it so it's just unexplored territory and i thought it was really good yeah that's something that m night does a lot of anyways like he'll subvert the genre in like a really practical way like in a way that makes sense and a lot of people don't like his you know movies or his style or whatever because sometimes he he do miss but uh i i think he really did a, a really good job with split and with kevin in particular like and then like bearing the lead here a little bit but the um the acting quality in that movie from james mcavoy to be able to do 21 unique um personalities there like Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, so your third pick there, Harrison. Okay. I'm a little torn here. Uh, I've got two kind of similar movies, but I think what I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with uh, Frank Costello in Departed. Ooh. Uh, good old-fashioned, you know, school of hard knocks, like, my boss kind of guy, um, has his hand in a little bit of everything, you know, he's taking these kids up at a young age, getting them involved in everything, uh, to the point, you know, when he goes out, he's got a successor, just, and it's, uh, it's a believable thing, too, you know, I feel like everybody was, uh, movie with a little bit of, you know, dirty cop action. Yeah, so he would probably be, like, your mastermind type person, huh? At least the face of it, literally. Yeah. Um, where do we go from here now? We go to, back to audience? That's right. So, so far, Harrison, you have Frank Costello, Kevin, um, and who was your first pick was the Joker, right? The audience so far has Derek and Thanos. Their third pick is going to be Voldemort from the Harry Potter you know, like, I feel like that really ties it together. Because, see, I was wondering how the audience was going to, you know, pull it off like that. And, um, you know, I think think based on pigment alone, we're getting, like, a nice, nice grayscale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like – I think Voldemort is a better villain in the books probably because you don't ever see him. And uh, in the movies, they, I don't think – do a great job of like building him up to be this big bad even though you know the kids are like freaked out about it they're 12 you know um what's the point right a little bit he he does kill a man so maybe i'm being unfair but he just doesn't have a desirable villain body count no no you gotta you gotta pump those numbers up baby yeah um one tear drop tattoo so far, they've got Derek, Thanos, and Voldemort. 
on their uh, on their squad. Alan, pick number three. I'm the first one to go to the cartoon world. I'm gonna go with Evil Morty from Rick and Morty. Can't let you do it. Can what? Nice. Is there a, a movie Rick and Morty? Ooh, but it's yeah, no, it is just a show. Ooh. You know what? This you know is what, what me, a bit too. I'm gonna need that to be allowed because I'm gonna go a similar route in a bit. Let me let me call the council real quick. Hang on. We're going to take a brief word from our sponsors. I'll call the council and we'll get on this. Uh, our sponsor t- our sponsor today is Lawry's Rubbing Seasoning. It's really just salt, but y'all love it. Man, what a great word from our sponsors. We should allow um, cartoon TV shows. Should we allow it? Probably going to say no. Oh, well, you know, the likelihood of two people depends on it. On you saying either yes or no. Yes. Make that decision. Brienne, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Yes. All right. She said yes. Yeah. So number four pick, Brienne. We got Someone did write in my name on the responses. Which it was me. Yeah, I felt like it was weird. Um, how dare you? We've suffered enough. Um, go ahead, Alan. Evil Morty. What do you got to say about Evil Morty? Um, and it's what? just it's Wait. it's it's make, really um. Well, make make the pick again, and we'll we'll allow it. Okay. Third pick is Evil Morty from Rick and Morty. Reason being is like uh, it's just real good writing, but. Um, you don't even get introduced to the bad guy that's actually pulling the strings until the end of season two. And then, like, there's so much conspiracy behind all of them. And as season three, that's where we're at now, as it builds up, you still get a better sense, but there's still a whole lot floating around. Like, you still want to know his origin. You still want to know what he wants. But, I mean, deep down, I think everybody knows what he wants that watches the show. So he's just trying to take old Rick down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't watched any of season three yet. I know that that is, uh, makes me lame, but I haven't watched it. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I watched all of season two. I watched the, 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 the special episode or whatever. And I just hadn't, hadn't made time for myself to watch season three yet um but it sounds sounds good and fun cool so i mean i got another brainiac i got a i got a big schemer on my boat now mm-hmm. so who are you up to now you got hans landa that's right so i got, got sauron and i got evil warty that's a load that's a lot of brain power yeah but you need some beef, dude. Where's your beef? I'm working on it, big dog. It's coming around the pipe. All right, my third pick. My third pick is going to be the Tim Curry Pennywise the Clown. The Tim Curry Pennywise from It and whenever uh, it came out, the first It movie in like the 80s or something. I watched probably 15 seconds of that movie and it scared me to death and I hadn't been able to even put that back on like I can't do it to this day like I can watch the new versions of it I watched both of those movies didn't scare me I can see like a clip of the Tim Curry Pennywise just peeking his little head up and I'll be like uh, no there's no way uh, Pennywise like does a great job psychological horror kind of like uh, a scarecrow from the Batman uh Deal, except Pennywise kills you and eats you also so I think Pennywise is a good a good big bad for just some muscle but in a in a different kind of way like in a psychological I mean, way know, I have, yeah I have Darth Vader and Anton like you can hide from them you can't really hide from Pennywise like, you know, 
yeah, I think for for its time too, it was also um, done really well, and you know something different. It's the reason why, you know, however many people in the population, a large number, you know, have this irrational fear, at least to some degree, of clowns. So it's it's everyone my age and younger. It's like clowns, no. Okay. Like I don't know if the generation above us is like they were cool with clowns or something, but like. Yeah, one thing that doesn't get talked about enough um, because of that movie is uh, Big Carnival. Um, the carnival industry took a huge hit. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they had to sell um, a lot of the unicycle wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gosh. so. Wow. Yeah. Those sure kind of facts only come off the bottom of a Snapple lid. Are you sure it wasn't? Bicycle wheels, and then that's why they use unicycles now. No, it was unicycle wheels. The last time you've been to a circus, no, I have not been. They don't have bicycles there. They're extinct. I found a fossil just the other day of a carnival, a circus, the whole thing. I don't know how it works, but I'm intrigued. Um, Well, it's intriguing. But what's your fourth pick? My number four pick, man, I've got some good ones. Uh, I'm torn between two. I don't want to. I'll I'll mention some of the ones I didn't pick at the very end. It's like a, a, you know, just missed the list. Um, my number four is going to be my mastermind. Um, so my person behind the scenes pulling all the strings, Amy Dunn from Gone Girl, is my criminal mastermind um if you've never seen gone girl watch that movie and be in awe this lady she knew what bad things she wanted to do and she planned it from a to z to all the roman animals and everything she she's smart and she's evil so i feel like that um is a good mixture for for a villain and hateable like the most hateable character like Derek times ten with no redeeming qualities. Okay, I respect that. Thank you for your respect. Number four is uh, four. yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Deathstroke. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's one of Batman's villains. It's gonna be my assassin, and uh, you know I'm kind of struggling with him being in a movie, but uh, the council past it so I'm going with it um, he's good with uh, all his weapons and he's stupid good at sneaking up on you and uh, I don't know why he hasn't killed Batman yet it makes no sense to me yeah I get that strip confused with uh, dead shot so it's all good okay he'll kill Batman one of these days don't you worry I'm not. Sort of the first time I've thought about it in 20 years. But he's on my team. Audience, audience number four. So they've got Eric, Thanos, and Voldemort. I picked Pennywise. That means their number four is Scar from the Lion King. <laughs> oh. Which Scar is dastardly for sure. He's a bad man. <coughs> How you pick? The whole plan. They got a, they got a stinking tiger, a lion. As long as you steer clear from like any ledges above a herd of uh, wildebeests, you're fine. Like Scar can't hurt you. But he's like for a children's movie, great though. <clears throat> uh, for. I- Going up against Sauron, probably not great. All right, Harrison, number four and five, right? Okay. So, go through your yeah. Go ahead. Hmm. It's also tough. Uh, it's hard getting down there. Yeah, no. Don't want to leave stuff out, but don't want to have like. Similar, um, villains really. Mm. Awesome. Okay. 
All right, so for, uh, for right here, um, because on my team of villains, you know, bad guys still like to laugh. You know, you want to have a good time, you want to party, might end up with a hangover or two or three. That leads me into Mr. Chow from the Hangover series. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Your, your morale score just went through the roof. Yeah. Everybody's going to want to be on your villain team. I hope. It's going to be fun over here. Making me rethink my fifth pick. That's an incredible pick. Golly. Harrison over here killing the game. I know. Um, My only thing with that is what if one of Kevin's uh, personalities doesn't like him? Or multiple of Kevin's personalities. Well, that goes for anybody on that team, right? Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of got to find one that will stick You're up for right. you. You're right. Yeah. Like, uh, like his little boy character, he seems to get along with everybody. Small uh-huh. son character. Um, my next one, if not just for me, I, this isn't like a popular pick, but I got to have it. Um, it would be for Moon. So, I'm going to have to go with Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. You dirty dog. Yeah. That was going to be my yeah. final pick. Yeah, the final flash. There you go. But, um, Vegeta, for a couple of different reasons. One, he's, uh, he's not the first Saiyan introduced into the story. Um, but he's definitely the one that's going to be involved all the way. You know, like 20 some years now up to present day. Um, he ends up, he's neck and neck with Goku throughout you know, the whole series, always just a little bit underneath them. Yep. Um, but that is the drop, you know, for him to get better. And, you know, going through, like, the first arc, um, you know, he's the Saiyan Prince. He's, you know, thinks he's the most powerful Saiyan and everything else, and he has to come to, you know, come to grip with not because he's outwitted, you know, by Goku and Piccolo. End up taking him down and then goes further along the line. Um, he becomes kind of the good guy. Uh, but it's still in the back of his heart, you know, that he's not number one, and that's the spot he wants to be at, and it ends up getting taken advantage of in the Majin Buu arc um, when the evil sorcerer Bobby right. and this uh, shows his true heart, and um, he becomes pretty badass. And this is uh, Digimon, huh? Right. Pokemon Season 3. Uh, uh yeah, what, what I'll say that. about Vegeta is um, my favorite character from Dragon Ball um, for character development ever. Like, maybe my favorite character of all time. Um, love that guy. That's why he was going to be on my team. Um, yeah. he, he always had to deal with being second best, even though he was supposed to be the best because of his blood. And he always had to deal with that. And it's always, like, all throughout is, like, he is tit for tat the whole time. But he's always second best. But without him, a lot of times they wouldn't get through. Oh, yeah. There's definitely something to be said that, um, as far as story progression, that Goku never would have got to the level he was at if not, you know, having someone. To push him. And likewise. Good pick. That is uh, Pokemon talk. <laughs> With, uh, audience number five, their final pick. Any guesses, guys? Let me give you their. Uh, Golly, give so me a is... give me the most popular thing left on the list, and that's my pick. Okay. That isn't been picked. They've got Derek, Thanos, Scar, and Voldemort so far. Their last pick is going to be Dr. Evil. Perfect. There it is. Makes perfect They're sense. Get... He's a terrible villain. Well, I mean, he always he always undercuts what his villainy is worth. He always wants one million dollars. Well, it's like, I mean, really, you could get more than that. <laughs> He got to a million and he would, uh, he'd have been content. 
So I, I think it's uh, more like that. I don't I don't remember what he did, but it's... today he would be an influencer, you know, just talking about how, how that dropped. I think that's how he belongs on the group. I think he's the influencer. He did have a way of pulling people to his side. That's a terrible group. Um, well, we we don't know our audience. That's right. We have a better idea now, though. It was there, and honestly, if it was, if it was uh, up to them, they'd go Joker, uh, Derek Thanos, Scar, and Anton Chigurh. So that's not a bad list. But I mean, that's how drafts work, buddy. Yeah. I would have liked if Twitter and Facebook um, draft list separated them. Mm. I felt like it would have. Twitter would be like Wario and. Uh, <laughs> Warrior's not a bad pick. Um, Alan, your final pick. Yep. Uh, this is easy for me. Uh, once again, going to my childhood. Uh, one of my favorite villains from the X-Men, Magneto. Just cause, like, uh, to uh, keep everybody off of their firearms. I got somebody that can just take them right away. That is a solid utility pick there. Very. <laughs> and also, uh, if anybody just happened to have Wolverine on their team, I ain't worried about him because he just ripped his claws right out of his hands. You ain't got to worry about that sorry Joker no more. You could pick, like, Dark Wolverine, I guess, if you want to. But... Well, I would assume that we're not fighting each other, that we would be fighting good people. That's true. Um... So your your list is complete. Oh, I guess we'll go through them all. It's complete. We'll go through them all at the end in just a minute here. My cool. fifth and final pick is a tough one. Uh, I don't need that guy anymore. I've got my mastermind. I had like three or four that were like the mastermind. You don't have the utility man like I do. Pennywise is not a utility man. Okay, maybe you do. Alright. Uh, God, that guy's so cool. Um, I'm going to go with the Xenomorph from the Aliens franchise. Uh, specifically, Alien 1, because the Xenomorph is B-A in Alien 1. Um, he can't sleep. He can't hide. He can see in the dark. Uh, his blood is acid, so... Even if you do kill him, you're likely to get killed also. He's got like a little mouth thing that comes out of his mouth and kills you. He's got a tail that whips you. Awesome. He can crawl on the ceiling. Fast. That was a good final pick. Um, mostly because I think you really stopped us from counterpicking that. You know, the obvious predator pick. And then, uh, that was my thought. The audience. So it was, uh, so he's predators on my list, and I have to pick between the two. But, like, predator doesn't sneak up on you really unless you're out in the open. Unless you're out in the open. Unless you're covered in mud? Yeah. That's yeah. He's got but the, uh, pickers on. I just feel like I can do more damage with, uh. He'd pick up COVID better than you, big boy. So, Harrison, your five is. Oh, let's go back down. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, had Kevin Wendell split. Uh, Brent Costello from Departed. Then I had Mr. Chow from Hangover, which is a Hangover one. Um, and then I had uh, Vegeta, Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, Alan, we won't go through the audiences again, cause. Okay. I had Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. I had Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Evil Morty from Rick and Morty. I had Deathstroke from Batman. And I had Magneto from X-Men. So, uh, I've got Anton Chigurh, uh, No Country for Old Men. I've got Darth Vader from uh, Star Wars. All the Star Wars pretty much except um, uh, Episode 6 because he kind of gets redeemed at the end of that one. I've got Pennywise, um, Amy Dunn 
from Gone Girl and uh, the Xenomorph from Alien 1. Um, so what? how do you have your roles set up in your, in your team? You can go ahead and explain them a little bit, I guess. I tried to explain as I go, but I have uh, Hans at the, the Mastermind. He is, he's going to be the planner. Then I have uh, Evil Morty. Uh, he's he's going to be more so on the planning conspiracy, like creating the diversion, like always making you think it's going to be it's something else. But it's really bigger than what you're going to think. Deathstroke is my assassin to take out people um, who are starting to figure it out. Magneto is uh, for when battle happens and we can just... Oh, all your your thugs are useless without their guns. I can fly the stadium into you. And then Sauron is like, uh, I got a guy with a really big stinking mace or a really big stinking eye in the sky. And I just got sheer will that's going to pretty much bring dominance and victory to whatever I'm going to do. Uh-huh. What of it? Uh-huh. What of it? <laughs> I think all of our teams are kind of set up the same way where we kind of have it, you know, tiered to where you know, on a basketball court you have like a distributor point guard or whatever, uh, however that works out. But Harrison, if you want to explain yours. Yeah, sure. Um, this is definitely on the fly because uh, I didn't get the rundown that, you know, we're making our own like anti-Avengers uh, kind of deal. But I will. I would like to... Uh, I'd like to assign them some roles. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we spoke on u- utility. Um, that's where Kevin Wendell's going to come in for me. Doesn't get much more useful than that. Uh, you know, any situation, you know, whether the student needs to, uh, you know, fit in in one place, fit in with another, he's going to be our guy. You know, my, he might be our spy part-time, not full-time. It's not going to work out. Switch on over. But uh, he's going to be our guy. It's unpredictable. And uh, in a pinch... You know, we're going to call on the board. We're going we're gonna to let that go. Um, then uh, for the Joker, um, that's uh, that's where our spontaneity for the group is going to come from. Mm. Um, but it's not just a guy, you know, throwing out ideas. Um, it's a guy that can execute those ideas. Um, he's got a lot of will. Um, you know, people see his face. It's distinct. You know, they see the Joker, they know something's about to go down so um, you know everyone likes having a badass like that on the team and then uh, Frank Costello that's this is the guy that gets it done you know by any means under the table uh, over the table you know break your fingers on the table <laughs> the departed like he's he's gonna do it all um, then uh, Mr. Chow you know even I believe that villains they're gonna wanna laugh they're gonna wanna have a good time you know, they've even got to take a day off. I don't think they work a seven-day work week, you know. So uh, on the seventh day, they're going to party with Joe. Okay. So, um, and then, then, you know, any muscle I might need, you know. Um, you know, you talked about guns. talked about Magneto taking away the guns. Uh, my guy, Vegeta, over here, doesn't care about guns, you know. That's true. Um, that, yeah, that feels like a, you know, a little mosquito on him. You're just going to get mm. that out of there. Uh, that's all the power there, so that's uh, it's a squad. Decent. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Joker and uh, and Mr. Chow will get along famously. I think it's a match made in heaven. Um, oh, yeah. I've got Amy Dunn as my mastermind. She's ruthlessly cruel. Very, very mean person. Um, and very smart. Calculated. So she's got the plan going on. Um, she's got Darth Vader is kind of her second-in-command um, person to where she's making Darth Vader think he's in control, but really she's in control. And, you know, Proper. kind of like the Emperor. He's the Emperor in this situation. Proper. Um, I've got, and then I've got a, a three-headed monster of muscle um, with Anton Sugar, Pennywise, and the Xenomorph. I can kill you pretty much anyway. But, uh... And Pennywise is a little bit of a sleeper here because mm-hmm. think about how he can get to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, not to sell your team for you, but you know, you think 
you're in your compound, it's all locked up, lights are off, you know, you're about to have a good night of rest, and uh, here he comes crawling up the drain. All of a sudden, you go to wash your hands, and you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, are the next time that you and the boys want to go play in the sewers? It's not going to happen. I mean, we're not the Ninja Turtles, but shoot, it could Vegeta, happen. Where'd you go? Vegeta, where'd you go? Well, I saw a toy boat rolling down the river, so I went to go get it. Not even, not even to mention the monopoly you have on red balloons. It's a lot of free cash. True. True. Oh my gosh. Hey, you totally turned the market. And and Amy would be the girl to figure that out too. Um, did y'all have any any tough cuts that you had to make? Like, yeah, um, I have a couple honorable mentions. Um, the. Definitely the number one for me, and I still don't know if it was right to pass this up. Was uh, Alonzo from Training Day? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Dude. Until killed that role. The only reason I, only reason I didn't is because uh, the Frank Costello. I just feel like the picks were yeah. very similar, but man, you know, a lot of uh, quotable scenes and lines mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, yeah. Actually, it almost almost got it for me just because um, on IMDb it says that it was the uh, the first movie that uh, won an Oscar where um, the leading actor Denzel uh, called a white guy the N word. So yeah, that's that's a, a good fact, true fact. That's um, awesome. Fact. Uh, I, along that same line, I had like, so I had four people picked as my, um, as my mastermind role or whatever. So I went with Amy Dunn because just overall, she's more ruthless than the other ones. Um, but my other pick was Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. Um, the only, only reason I didn't go with him was he's, he's more assuming than Amy Dunn is that you wouldn't. Uh, it's not like you wouldn't see that coming, him being, having, like, this evil, villainous thing. And he's also very greedy, and she's really not, like, that's not her uh, M.O. And then the other one was Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. Um, I wanted, I like Mr. Glass, but I, um, he, yeah, he, um, I loved Unbreakable so much because the whole time you're like kind of rooting for him. You're like, oh, this guy's had a hard life. Like, um, he's charismatic. He cares about comic books a lot. Like, this guy's cool. He believes everybody's superheroes. That's awesome. And then in the end, you find out he's like a mass murderer. And you're like, oh, I guess I, guess I shouldn't root for him anymore. But um, also for Muscle, I had the Witch King of Angmar. Nice. He's just menacing. Uh, Truly. I had Jaws, but then I thought, you know. Yeah, that's something I wanted to touch on. Are we surprised that, uh, I don't know, I feel like it was more um, action, like slash thriller uh, roles that we picked out of for for once? There's not really... um, a lot in the horror section. Yeah, so the next audience pick was the Jeepers Creepers villain. That's a good um, one, but he's only good for every 23 years. I know. <laughs> what a I bummer. I was expecting some, like, um, you know, Jason, Freddy, that kind of thing. Yeah, Freddy I could totally do, you know, because, I mean, he'll get you in your dreams. Yeah. So, uh, good luck sleeping. I really wanted to pick Deadpool, even though it's... I don't know. It's not really the villain category. He is a villain. He's anti-hero. Yeah. He's a villain in uh, in one of the X-Men movies. It eliminates my use for Mr. Chow if we've got Deadpool on the team. It Two does. birds, one song completely. So, uh, homework. We go watch Gone Girl, and you watch uh, the Saiyan Saga of Dragon Ball Z. It'll only take me, what, 36 hours or something? No, it won't take that long. It'll take. Oh, 
No, the Saiyan, the, the Saiyan Saga... Dude, i tell you what. Dude, just watch Dragon Ball Z abridged. Because <laughs> that, that's a lot of fun. It take you about five minutes. Yeah, dude, it broke my heart when they quit that. <laughs> I love that stuff. It was so good. So, basically what we're talking about, Levi, it's like, uh, it's like, what Family Guy did with, uh, their Star Wars episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that. But they're just doing voiceovers, uh, for Dragon Ball Z. And it's completely off topic. There's a bunch of funny references and stuff. It's good. It's well thought out. They would take, like, uh, what, like, a month, two months for each episode they did? Yeah. But uh, what was crazy is, like, um, it was so well thought out that like they could have recurring jokes. Like they they always had something for a character. They would bring it back up, and it would be all the way back from the first time they done it. Okay, there was for this to be like a I won't say a fan made thing because the channel definitely knows what they're doing. But there's less plot holes they have going on in the actual series. <laughs> really, I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. You're not good one. <laughs> Harrison and Levi, thank you so much. It's been another episode of Porch Talk versus Phone Lines Villain Series. We're out of here. News and notes. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. You can find us on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. On the Facebook, on Porch Talk and Phone Lines, you can find the video version of this. You can also find us on YouTube. Now, to close the show out... No One's Gonna Love You by Band of Horses Covered by Pete. I'm out of here. Have a good one, guys.